0: Playlist with Ben and Fiona. And The winner is... Hi and welcome to The Playlist where we talk about movies and TV shows that are worth your time. I'm SBS channel manager Ben Nguyen and I'm joined by my co-host Fiona Williams. Hi Fiona. Hey Ben,
1: how's it going? Wait, you're not Fiona. No, I'm not. Fiona isn't with us today.
0: Yes, that's true. Fiona had a Kia, her pet chihuahua, Based emergency. So unfortunately, <laughs> well, uh, luckily, fortunately, yeah, fortunately, uh, I've been joined by my co-host for today, SBS Viceland Channel Manager John Bone. Hi, John. Hi, Ben. It's great to be here. Now, John, uh, you and I have just been enjoying the seventy-first Primetime Emmy Awards. Now. What would you say was your best Emmys ever? Is the 71st a favourite?
1: Uh, yeah, it, it's definitely up there. I think the one where, uh, was it Madonna and Britney kissed? That was probably my favourite one.
0: Oh, yeah, can't go past that. I, yeah. I would. Was that an Emmys? I
1: would have assumed that was a Grammys. It was a VMAs, but you know, ah. they're all the same.
0: Okay. Well, we're, we're equally knowledgeable, quite clearly. Yeah. All right, I want to start off with a big question for you, John. What was your best red carpet outfit for the day?
1: Ooh, ooh, um, the one that everyone was calling Lady Jesus. Tell me more. Ah, uh, she was in Game of Thrones. Mm. Was
0: it Maisie Williams? No, no. I'm gonna Lena had hit, 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 N- no, also
1: wasn't her. Should we just go through the whole cast until <laughs> we figure it out?
0: Yeah. Do you, do you know? No, I don't actually know a no. name. All right, no. okay. I think that we're probably equally unknowledgeable about the red carpet outfits.
1: Well, yes, I w- was not watching the red carpet. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, the purple carpet. It was a purple carpet, and I thought
0: that that might have had some special significance. But I googled it, and they just the production manager just said that it looked more royal.
1: Oh, yeah. I just assumed it was you know Fox doing. Something for charity?
0: Yeah. I thought, you know, well, there's Wear It Purple Day in Australia, but presumably that hadn't leaked over to the US Emmys. No. Yeah. That's that's disappointing. Yeah. All right. Uh, our next category is the best host or lack thereof. What did you think of the no host for this season? I'm calling it a season.
1: This the seventy first season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I believe it's called a limited series. (laughs) Um, Well, I think the fact that you can't really tell that there was a host or not a host kind of says it all.
0: Yeah, I mean, there was uh, one thing that I did like was that I think it did help speed things up, and Thomas Lennon was being the Emmy commentator, and I, I think it's nice this sort of commentator role that's uh, sort of sprung up in, in awards shows. I think, you know, we've sort of gone from having quite a serious announcer jump in as uh, and give you sort of little factoids as someone takes the stage to sort of feel that dead air. And now we're getting snarky
1: comedians more and more. Yeah, the guy from The Odd Couple saying nothing of any use.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but I, I thought that in a way... It sped things up because he got to make gags that otherwise they would have wheeled out, like, the show's host to make those same gags.
1: Yes, we would have had, like, 25 minutes of Ricky Gervais doing the same thing, and instead we got, like, 15 seconds of Thomas Lennon doing in-and-outs to commercials.
0: Yeah, so I thought that was very efficient. Yeah, so I. But we had plenty of presenters. Did you have a favourite? Uh, I absolutely did. Yeah, tell me more.
1: Uh, well, it was a duo, mm. and I think... Uh, they're definitely going to get rolled out to host something in the near future. Mm. But do you, do you know who I'm going to say? N- no, I, uh, don't, I don't know. Uh, I thought Bill Hader and Phoebe Waller-Bridge were
0: oh, very yes. funny.
1: They had a nice little gag about being tall. They had good chemistry. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I can see them hosting some, you know, sags or something in their near future.
0: Yeah, and I, and I love some self-deprecating gags. So, you know, a limited series being a TV show that's been cancelled.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a great way to sell it, and then if it's a hit, you know, you get to do a second season. (laughs) And
0: you get to be in a special category of the Emmys, so there's more likelihood that you'll win.
1: Yeah. Who who would have thought Fleabag would have won a comedy series after, what was it, seven, eight episodes they ever made?
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, In, In
1: any other world, it would be a limited series.
0: There is certainly a strategy to which
1: category you enter yourself into. There's going to be another Chernobyl though, right?
0: Well, uh, like on a serious note, I think that they have talked about, do they do, you know, like, is it just about disasters? Is Mm. it one of these anthology shows and you do a disaster of the year?
1: European disaster story. Mm, Yeah. As opposed to American.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I I got it. Good. Thanks. Great. Thank you. Um, in terms of hosts, uh, the presenters, I, I did like, uh, Maya Rudolph and Ike Barinholtz's, um, laser eye surgery gag. Yeah, it was good.
1: It went on slightly longer. I didn't think they would do the whole names and everything as part of the gag, but it worked. I guess it was fine. Yeah. I got giggles. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, you know, if you haven't, if you, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the Emmys, if you're listening to this because you don't want to bother listening, uh, watching the Emmys, then uh, you can always like take our little recommendations and find those amusing clips. That's that's what I presume this episode is for.
1: Yeah, that's what we're here for. Yeah.
0: All right, we're we're just racing through this. This is fantastic. Um, best awkward moment. Have you got a best awkward moment from today's um,
1: show? I th- don't think the Kardashian sisters thought that the crowd would laugh at them, mm. and they did. And I don't think it was a joke. They, they sort of said no. something kind of sincere about, you know, how reality televisions are looking to people's lives because, you know, the nominees they were talking about, it reflected on. But when yeah. it's coming out of the Kardashians, it got a kind of a chuckle and they had to awkwardly stammer through it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's interesting the presenters who the writers presume that they're going to be so bad at delivering a gag that they just give them straight material. Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow was another one who just got straight material. And so in this case, they sort of had some sincere thing about the people who create a show or whatever it was. Mm. You can look that one up.
1: Yeah.
0: And, yeah, they got a very sarcastic laugh directed at them. And I feel like it would have been an opportunity for the show's writers to give them sort of something a bit kind of winking and and self-deprecating because I think The Kardashians are just going to generate a laugh.
1: Yeah, and I kind of feel
0: like
1: it's their own fault for giving them the reality TV genre. Like, give them directing in comedy or something. (laughs) Like, it'd it'd be a thrill for the director of Fleabag to, you know, meet Kendall Jenner. When when we get to produce the MEs, we'll yeah. make these changes. Seventy second? Do you think that's ours? Oh yeah, of course. Maybe after they hear this. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. You know, we'll, we've got plenty of tips. It's important.
1: Yeah. Fleabag started out as a Edinburgh show.
0: Yeah. So this you know, podcast. There have been humbler beginnings. Yeah. I'm I'm glad that uh, in a discussion of best awkward moments, we're generating plenty of our own. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, best acceptance speech.
1: Uh, oh, are we being sincere now? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs>
0: you, like for for you, you can also give me a worst. I'm, I'm interested in that as well.
1: Uh, no, it's easy to make fun of people, but obviously they're incredibly nervous, especially you know some of the younger actors. That's,
0: mm-hmm. that's all I'll say. Are you, are you thinking about Julia Garner, the winner from Ozark? I don't know who that is or what that
1: show is. <laughs>
0: but have, have to be, you heard of Netflix?
1: Netflix. Oh, yeah, they send you DVDs. <laughs> good material, Joe. Yeah, this is great. Don't cut any of this. Um, but no, seriously, I thought there were two quite good speeches. Hopefully mm. I'm not going to step on both of your examples, but for very different reasons. I thought Patricia Arquette's was very off the cuff and emotional mm. and sincere and I don't think she thought she was going to talk about what she was going to or you know, appeared particularly prepared, but I thought it was very moving and emotional. And um, yeah, I thought that was quite nice.
0: And that's great. In my heart, I'm so sad I lost my sister Alexis and that trans people are still being persecuted. And I'm in mourning every day of my life, Alexis, and I will be the rest of my life for you until we change the world so that trans people are not persecuted and give them jobs. They're human beings. Let's give them jobs.
1: And on the flip side of that, someone who clearly was very prepared and polished and knew exactly what they wanted to say and said it brilliantly and I thought delivered a really a really strong uh, acceptance speech was Michelle Williams.
0: Because they understood that when you put value into a person, it empowers that person to get in touch with their own inherent value, and then where do they put that value? They put it into their work. And so the next time a woman, and especially a woman of color, because she stands to make 52 cents on the dollar compared to her white male counterpart tells you what she needs in order to do her job, listen to her, believe her, because one day she might stand in front of you and say thank you for allowing her to succeed because of her workplace environment and not in spite of it. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, actually, that was uh, my pick there. I thought that she'd obviously thought a lot about it. And, uh, you know, it wasn't that long ago that you know she was making headlines because uh there was the Ridley Scott movie she was in with Mark Wahlberg and they both got called back to do reshoots yes and he got paid 1.5 million more than she did yes um all the money in the world all the money in the world ironically yes so in a way this has sort of become an issue that she's sort of unwittingly become attached to yeah so she had a very great speech.
1: Yes, it was very well done. Um, I do think, um, you know, obviously the Emmys is a platform for people to talk about whatever they want. RuPaul's, RuPaul reminded everyone to vote. But I do think, you know, the power of it and especially the audience that you're talking to, because really it's, you know, the entertainment industry, I think it's especially powerful when they people use that platform to talk about something within the industry. You know, it's been done before in the, the Oscars. It was Jennifer Lawrence talked about pay equality not long ago. So, yeah, I thought it was great.
0: Yeah. So I thought Billy Porter's speech for Pose was also great and he got a standing ovation and he quoted um, James Baldwin and talked about his right and everyone's rights to uh, presumably get what they believe in. And he apparently is the first openly gay black man to win uh, an Emmy for lead actor.
1: He's had a very good year. Mm. Speaking of that phrase you just used Yes Openly gay Yes I thought it was interesting that uh, Our hot priest from Fleabag Mm. Who has been talked about a lot recently For being the hot hot priest in Fleabag Yeah uh, Made a point Many, many memes Yes, yes He he, What's his name? He has a name Andrew Scott Yes, sorry Andrew Scott Uh, Made a point recently in the press Of saying that he didn't like to be referred to as openly gay I think it's interesting. I don't like because I don't feel like it's something that people generally refer to themselves as. It's a thing the press usually say. the the openly part I think is what he took sort of objection to.
0: Mm, That's that's some good wisdom from you, John. And I do have to admit that when I looked for that, I, I, I sort of read something about history making that win for Billy Porter. So I. I did Google that to find out what that history-making was. Yeah. And and I think, and I do feel like someone somewhere out there was trying to write an article and so they were searching for some criteria related to Billy Porter that would be the first time a winner had this criteria. Yeah. Um, So, uh,
1: yes. Presumably you could have just said, the press could have just called it the first gay black winner. Yeah. Because what's the caveat that a a black and not openly gay man has previously won an Emmy that we don't know about?
0: Mm. Yeah, are we expecting someone, you know, like not that we want to discourage this, but someone to to come to, out yeah. of the closet and kind of go, well, I... Yeah, fuck you, Billy yeah. Porter. <laughs> I was the first gay man. Yeah, and I've been in the closet until today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, maybe that would create a cascading effect. Yeah. You know, well, you know. We would encourage. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good conversation to have. <laughs> it was an important win. Yeah. Did you give me a, a worst acceptance speech or is, or is that too mean? Are we, do we want to, like, kick people when they're, when they're up?
1: Yeah, no, I think it's too mean. But, right. but you know, the woman from Ozark, obviously.
0: <laughs> I, I do have to say, um, you know, she's someone who I'm rooting for in life. You know, I think that uh, one of my favourite shows, The Americans, um, she had a small role in and uh, I've enjoyed watching the, blossoming of her career from afar. So, Are we still talking about the
1: person from Ozark? Yes. Oh, okay, great.
0: (laughs) So good on you, person from Ozark.
1: Yeah. Actually, what I would say is a bad acceptance speech, and not bad because, you know, they stumbled on their words, they were nervous, are the ones where it's just like it was expected and it's their seventh Emmy and they kind of don't care. Like, Mm. it's just like, sure, you've got to thank the Academy and your agents, but I'd actually rather someone have like a meltdown on stage because it's such a big deal or have a point than just be Lorne Michaels accepting his 75th. Oh, Um, yeah. I hope Lorne Michaels never listens to this. (laughs)
0: Because we all want writing gigs on SNL. Is that the reason? On this basis, I think, you know, we'll get the Emmys gig, but I don't think that SNL writing gig is coming our way. Speaking of Lorne Michaels, if your show has a win and you are like one of the most famous people behind that show, Do you talk or do you let someone else? Because that's what I did enjoy earlier about John Oliver when uh, they won the first award for last week tonight is that he didn't take the mic.
1: Yeah, no, I I did think it was, I don't know who that guy was and I guess that's the point. And Mm. he did give a very nice, funny, impassioned speech, which I assume is... Like he's a comedy writer, um. So I did think that was nice. But again, that is the privilege of the like seventh Emmy you've won in a row for your show. Is that you go? Oh no, like assistant writer, you you can take this one. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it was nice.
0: All right, all right, multiple win privilege. All yeah. right, that's a thing. But he uh, anonymous writer did do a dog shout out. So uh, mm, yeah, which was fee. Uh, we're thinking of you. Yeah. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Speaking of Andrew Scott. We're jumping around a little bit now, but in um, uh, one of the major recipients of awards tonight was Phoebe Waller Bridge, and uh, she did do a shout out to Andrew Scott as the Hot Priest when Fleabag took the best comedy series out. So he got his little
1: moment. Yeah, was he nominated for anything? Not that I can recall. I feel like maybe maybe he was nominated for uh, like something else this season not in the Emmys, I mean like a SAG or something, but Mm. he's definitely had a good year.
0: Yeah, but that was nice, um, I think, because I think Fleabag, you know, which I adore. Do you, John?
1: Yes, it's, yes, I like it very much.
0: Yeah, and I think that that first season, which was always meant to be self-contained, it was going to be very difficult to repeat. And I think that what she did do with the second season is it became something quite different to the first season, I felt. It was much more of an ensemble. It was more about the family. And his character, obviously, the Hot Priest, did take it somewhere else, not necessarily somewhere better because I think that that first season just couldn't be improved upon, but it did take it somewhere new. And so I thought it was nice that she acknowledged that.
1: Yeah, I actually would almost argue that season two is better than season one, but but that's not for this podcast. Although I guess she did win... The Emmy for season two, so technically it is <laughs> According the better to season. Emmy voters. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, yeah, like, you know, somewhere tonight Jeff Bezos is a very happy man as opposed to every other night of his life <laughs> where I'm sure he's <laughs> miserable. Yeah, I think this is what he he... This is why he started Amazon 25 years ago.
0: Yeah, well, speaking of that... Phoebe waller did say that in her speech, which was, you know, because we were saying as well, like you were saying, that it's nice when you have a meltdown. I think that it's nice, you know, when you either have a cause, you know, it's like, like Michelle Williams that you um, can fight for while you're up there, or you can at least have a funny line. So when she won her first award for writing, she did say, I find writing really hard and painful, but I've got to say from the bottom of my heart, the reason I do it is to win awards.
1: And that was a cute line. Yes. And then she got to repeat it. With the acting awards. Yeah. Which was also very funny. Yeah. How many did she win today? Three? Yeah. She didn't win anything for Killing Eve? Or well,
0: she wasn't nominated. Well, this would have been season two that she wasn't the showrunner for. Oh, okay. Still a big night for her. Yeah, and and she got a shout-out from, um, speaking of uh, Killing Eve, she got a shout-out from Jodie Comer um, when she went up to accept her Best Lead Actress Award. Mm. So lots of love in the room for Phoebe.
1: Who I just found out is the same age as me.
0: Um, and so how does that make you feel about your life, John?
1: Yeah, terrible. Haven't slept with any hot priests. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hot, hot being the, the qualifier. Uh, or... Cheered up Jeff Bezos. Yeah, yeah. One day, I'm sure you've ordered things from Amazon, and, and and maybe that's sort of come across his desk, and he's had a moment of yeah, yeah, of joy. <laughs> oh,
1: John bought another book. great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we've we've talked through speeches. Uh, let's dig into some controversy. What was your best,
1: least deserving win? Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> uh so someone who won that I don't think deserved it yes (laughs) okay sorry um well no I guess not that I don't think it was deserved but I didn't think Ben Wishaw would win Wishaw. yeah I thought you know a three-part British series that I'm pretty sure nobody watched like I assumed Hugh Grant would win yeah remind me again so um Ben Wishaw won for best supporting
0: in a limited series yes And the lead actor, ah, yes, so the lead actor in the limited series, that went to Jarrell Jerome for When They See Us, who got a big standing ovation.
1: And a great speech. Mm. Yeah. But, yes, I guess if I was a betting man, I would have said Hugh Grant would have won that. He was very good. And, you know, I just assumed everyone who was nominated for Chernobyl was going to win. So I'm surprised Stellan didn't win for that. I also, I think I'm getting ahead to your next question, but besides Jerel Jerome, I was surprised at, I guess, the lack of wins for When They See Us because that did seem to have sort of such a massive moment when it came out.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I would say that there was a a bit of spread the love tonight, which, you know, I don't mind. Yeah. You know, I love my love to be spread out. Yep. I mean, I I think I'm just going to jump to Game of Thrones... In terms of least deserving win i i think that you know like i'm this is almost a bandwagon that i'm jumping on which is that sort of game of thrones doesn't deserve all these these emmys i did feel that probably even these last couple of seasons uh sort of lost their way a little bit i mean i felt as someone who had really enjoyed the books that once they lost the books as their source material the storytelling Became just very straight ahead and fairly conventional, and that a lot of those elements of the books that made the show feel different in that sense of jeopardy and uh, sort of those surprises and anything could happen, it sort of it began to turn into a show where you kind of could predict almost everything that was going to
1: happen. So you signed the petition, obviously. <laughs> Um, And I am fine with a, you know, a final season getting a token win, but I also feel like Game of Thrones is the most awarded show in the history of the world. So it's not like it was getting a token win because it hadn't won anything in the past and everyone, you know, was fondly looking back on this long-running show. You know, not that Veep is in any way a bad show, but I would have bet money that Veep was going to win Best Mm. Comedy purely for the final season, purely because it's so beloved. You know, it never really lost its way. So, yeah, which is what makes Fleabag all the more surprising.
0: Yes. And I will say in Game of Thrones defence, so, you know, watching those reels and, you know, when they, they wheeled the cast out, it did make me think over the the longevity of the the full series, I'm not sure that there's been a better show about the cost of war on television. There's been plenty of shows made about war, mm you know, most of them about real conflicts that happened in the 20th century. But I think that those tend to fall into some of their own traps as well. But I think that Game of Thrones, you know, really did have that sense of, you know,
1: man's inhumanity to man, to put it one one way. But shouldn't have won an Emmy as well. (laughs) So who should have won uh, Outstanding Drama Series then? Because it's an interesting... Category this year. So the nominees yeah. uh, for Outstanding Drama Series are, mm. uh Medical Soul. Yeah. You a fan? Uh I've never watched it. Okay. Yeah. Uh Bodyguard?
0: I I don't think it was a um, Emmy Award-winning series, but it was a fun, thr- fun thr- thrill while yeah. while it lasted. Yeah.
1: Uh Game of Thrones, which you now know won. Uh Killing Eve. I haven't seen the second season. Okay.
0: Ozark. I haven't seen Ozark. I'm really selling the credentials of why you're listening to me yeah. talk about this year's Emmys. I know you're a big Pose fan, though. Pose looks great.
1: Yep, it does look great. <laughs> Here at one an Emmy.
0: Uh, this Is Us. Um, I've seen, like, the pilot. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's a twist at the end, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. Don't tell me,
1: though. <laughs> um, And Succession, which obviously should have won.
0: Uh, good. Um, Now it would be a good time to do a shout-out to Nick Bessine, formerly of this podcast, because he just wrote a whole article today about how Succession should win everything. And I completely agree. And I also agree. So that now that we've um, seen and talked about how much we love Succession, then uh, really there's, it doesn't matter that we haven't we got the other shows to compare it to because we've seen the best one. Yeah. Well, that goes to my next category, which is Best Snub. Who do you think was expecting to win? Who lost out? We've been throwing around a, a bit of like who sh- should have won and didn't. But what about someone who do you think was expecting to win and uh, and had their speech all ready and their celebration party all
1: planned out and their night was ruined? Ah, uh, well, I think they won a like a creative arts Emmy, maybe, but they didn't certainly didn't win any of the big awards tonight. And I think it would have been a pretty good chance that Russian Doll would have picked some things up. It was quite oh. beloved. It was quite different.
0: Yeah. Uh, I was a I was a big fan of Russian Doll. I really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. It's got good pedigree. Mm. Uh, Amy Poehler, Natasha. Leon. Leon. Um, yeah. So I don't think anyone thought Shit's Creek was going to win anything. <laughs> no offence to the Shit's Creek fans out there. I think everyone was just thrilled it got nominated. Yeah. Um, but I think something like Russian Doll is very like awards- 80 mm. in its format and its tone and what it's trying to say. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm surprised that didn't pick up something.
0: Where I was going with this is would be uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who I think has been a lock in that lead actress yes. in a comedy category. And, again, what we were saying before about final season and having that big send-off, I think everyone expected that she would win that. Yeah, shortly. she
1: definitely sat down and wrote a speech.
0: Mm. Yeah. But, you know, it was very enjoyable to see Phoebe Waller-Bridge up there.
1: Yeah, it was great to see her realise how massive her career is going to be live on television. (laughs) Yeah,
0: otherwise, like I said, sort of sharing the love around, like, Bill Hader, great to see him up there. You know, a bit of love for Barry,
1: a bit of love for RuPaul. A lot of love for marvellous Mrs Maisel.
0: Yeah, but not like a kind of sweep. No. I thought that that it might... At the beginning, I thought this was going to be a sweep year. Yeah, it did feel like it was, yeah, which, you know, for the best. Mm. Sorry. John, what's your best um, pre-award award? Because as we know, we saw a bunch of awards tonight, but there are so many categories that get given out ahead of this. I think that there's, like, multiple dinners and ceremonies because going back to the Everyone Gets a Prize, There's a lot of prizes to give out. And so some of those are in the more technical categories. There's sort of a lot of shows that we didn't see at all tonight but that they actually came home with Emmys.
1: Well, I'm going to talk about one that we have already talked about but Mm. it did win a pre-award. Yes. um, And I think it's worthy of mentioning, which is the Outstanding Original Main Title Theme Music. Oh. which was handed out at the Creative Arts Emmys last week.
0: I do do
1: love uh, a theme tune. What a great tune.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's really got a, you know, sticks in your ear. Yeah, so a bit, bit of an earworm. Yeah.
1: Uh, it was written by Nicholas Bretel. You mm. know his
0: work? Uh, vaguely familiar. Mm. It's the theme tune to Succession. Oh, so that's what we were listening to. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. jaunty little number. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Very, very emotive. yeah succession also we were talking about it did win for best writing so and i think that that's a good credit to get i thought sort of like it's sort of that old sharing the love technique of giving writing out to a critics fave and then you can give you know best show to the the most popular one
1: yeah it's like the the juno award yeah yeah it, it was never gonna win best picture oh cute little juno yeah. winning your little writing award although juno lost out to lars and the real girl which i um, on no didn't lose out juno Beat Lars in the real oh. which I'll never forgive it for.
0: Just mm. a much better movie.
1: Yeah, we're still
0: dirty about that. Yeah, it was a great year for uh, indie rom-coms. Save it for the Oscars. Okay, sorry. Post. I'm getting broadcast. invited back to
1: this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not at uh, this rate. No. And John, uh, we come to the most important part of the ceremony, which is best commercial. What was the best commercial that you saw during tonight's broadcast? On the
1: Foxtel broadcast that we watched, yes, yeah, uh, well, they had a lot of gambling ads, um, which yeah. I found confronting um, for the is, middle of the day. Uh, is that because someone's
0: someone told me once? Like all, they were all sports betting. Yes, but someone once told me that. It's because people like bet on Emmy's outcomes. So even though the ads are all sports related, oh, that's true. There's a lot of gamblers actually watching the Emmys. Yeah, I think there's also just a lot of gambling advertising in the world. But mm. um, so I enjoyed all that because we mm. don't
1: we don't see enough of that on television.
0: Yeah, when when's an awards winner going to make a stand
1: on gambling betting? Well, uh, ads. Yeah, yeah, probably never. All right. But oh, have you heard of these like DC shows? They look great. There's a there's a big crossover coming up. On Fox 8. Must see DC. Yeah. Is that what we're talking about? I, I actually genuinely thought it was a good promo. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to watch it, but it looked great.
0: Well, I think that that's an important note to end on because what is the Emmy's, if not a big ad for TV you should be watching sometime in the future? That you never will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the aim. Yeah. Well, it's been very entertaining, John, sharing your thoughts with... The world yep. about the seventy-first Emmys, and I'm glad that we could do this together in this room, um, and not just over our desks like yeah. we usually would.
1: Yeah, yeah. Ben, you're not just my co-host here; you're my co-host in life.
0: <laughs> well, Fee's my co-host in life.
1: Oh, okay, sorry.
0: Yeah, um, but and Fee uh, will join me again for
1: the playlist next week. Oh so I'm alone
0: <laughs> well that's it for our show make sure you subscribe to SBS The Playlist wherever you get your podcasts give us lots of stars give us a nice it and it helps people to find the show and you can let us know what you thought of the Emmys on Facebook or Twitter at SBS Movies I'm on Twitter at Ben Nguyen TV how about you John?
1: Uh, I'm on Twitter at Idents. until next week see you in- later guys